You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Featuring a weekly roundup of tech news and gossip. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, Geek Nerd Tech. Yeah, welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show we break down nerd culture tech news from a black and brown geek perspective. That was smooth as hell. My name is Joe Braswell. Wow, wow, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> check you out on that one. Good job, good job. We, we landed, we landed. We landed that. Because <laughs> time keep on slipping, slipping. Hey, Ain't nothing slipping. All right. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined as always by Kelly Shine. How you doing? Man, I'm good, dog. Just, uh, living life, bruh. Living life. Good. You know I'll, 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 I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, in, in the booth, we're joined by the lovely Alexis Torres. Hello. How are you? How are you, Alexis? I'm good. Tired. Uh, good and tired? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. we're gonna talk about, yeah. you saw Jurassic World. We did. I did. I want to talk about that a little later on. Um, I did, I did see Tomorrowland. I want to talk Ooh, about I want, that. Yes, I want to know what you thought. Uh, I haven't been able to get someone to convince me to watch it. Okay. Well, I, you know, where, that's where? me. Okay, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll convince you because I, I really liked it. I can, I know why that I know, Clooney. I know the problem. Yeah, Clooney. Like Clooney can read the phone book for me, and I'm in. Yeah. But um, uh, all right, but let's get some tech news. Uh, kind of a big week for Apple. Well, you know, depends on who you ask. And I know Kitty's gonna eye roll and then kaffuffle and kaffaw. Hey man, I got the inside scoop, dog. Oh, the inside scoop. <laughs> nah, <you>? nah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you and Tim Cook are just. <laughs> yeah, like, he, uh, we got lunch this a week. Speed dial. Huh? Okay. <laughs> or are you and Drake? Maybe, nah, nah, maybe definitely you? not that. <laughs> Drake. That's all Drake I was looking kind of heavy at that at the. Uh, He's looking kind of big, he, you know. You can keep commenting on the man's size. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, he's kind of like, his face was kind of puffy. Okay, you know, anyway. TV, TV. All right. Give you the extra uh, 10 pounds. <laughs> um, oh, so Spot- let's start with Spotify. So, uh, well, it sh- we should actually start with the fact that Apple had a big announcement this week. They're yeah. getting into the streaming game. They're trying to do the music thing. We've been waiting, waiting on Warren, wondering how that's going to work out. Yeah. So in response to that, you're, you're, you're fine, Lexus. In response to that, Spotify um, also... Uh, they didn't make an announcement, but they they uh, suspiciously or right on time closed their uh, closed this next last round of fi- financing. They had a response. Let's put it that way. Well, they've been they've been some rumor to them, and they've been you know trying to get this last round of financing in, and 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 arguably like why Spotify, you know, you know, you know, they're doing great. Well, they need one more round of financing. How much money do they need? They're yeah, killing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they got moves to make, and so they got this this last round of financing, and they, I think it was like a half a billy. What is it? Uh, it's up there. The right? 500 I mean, mil? Their, their valuation now is $8 billion. Right. So, I mean, I, I believe they got a little over half a bill. Let's see. So, to cap it off at the eight Bs. Yes, it was. It was, uh, two, tw- yeah, 200, $526 million. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then now they, so, which brings them up to an $8 billion valuation. Yeah. So, it's with, pretty sick, man. It is. And so, with that, um, they plan on making some moves. And I think that yeah. the question is, uh, about Spotify feels really confident in their space in the streaming game. They feel really, really confident yeah, in their ability to like hold this down, even against Apple, which is pretty a good place to be because Apple usually sends people running. I mean, I, I, I feel they should be confident, being that they they're kind of like the pioneer or the the leading the leading 
the leading player in the streaming business um, in terms of their subscribers. Like they have 20 million subscribers that are actually paid, and I think that they have about 75 total people that total total um, subscribers that uh, total people that use the service. Right. Um, obviously, the freemium the freemium option is is the big draw for them, and um, I think that you know because they have such a already a, a market penetration that they they have some they have a slight edge over Apple. Um, it, it'll it'll take a lot as we get into other stories on the show. It'll take a lot for Apple to kind of take away from their their core fan base. Right. Um, and I think Spotify is still going to evolve and adapt and add new features and you know make 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 the offering a little bit more sweeter. I mean, already you can get so much from Spotify besides just music, like the, the how they curate it. Um, I mean, you can get song lyrics, you can get podcasts, you can get yeah. all the all the behind the scenes and special things about your art, artists that you want to know. So they're already giving like cool stuff that you know make make you want to stay subscribed. I, w- so. I, w- I would say that Spotify quietly in 2015 has made a lot of moves in yeah. terms of what what the UX is um, uh, on the site. I mean, the user yeah. experience is like way better. I'm, I haven't really dipped into a lot of it, but I'm, I keep looking up to see these different yeah, yeah. different curated the way the way things are curated, the way things are presented, what they're offering as opposed to just songs. For sure. Um, so yeah, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, um, what, what they're what they're banking on is, you know, the, the, the is the streaming service services or services is really boils down to the UX, the user experience, yeah. like what you know, what the user, how the user wants to navigate through that. And a lot of people still were on Pandora because Pandora was the way to go. So so people Pandora was kind of first. So people are still yeah. sort of almost by default been just on Pandora because that, that was the best user experience, but right. even though it's not a proper streaming. So Spotify is really trying to take some of that market share from Pandora, but also it's, it's leading the way in terms of the, that. Yeah. And Apple, yeah, I think it's third. They're really going to struggle between, you know, they can't snatch down what, what Pandora is doing with uh, Apple uh, Radio. Right. They can't snatch down what Spotify is doing. So we'll see if that works. I don't know. Yeah, I mean... Uh- you know, I, I haven't done. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't really explored uh, Beats music before it was bought, so I don't really know what the offering was before that. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do. Obviously, with, with you know Apple Music. Um, so, but, however, I think that I still think I think that Apple's in. in a, we'll talk about it later, but I think Apple's in a great position because of their their liquid. Right. But I think in terms of Spotify's presentation and offering and already the, the social element built into Spotify I think to, to, to break that up is going to take a lot it's going to take a lot it's going to take time it's going to take a lot it has to be some type of unique feature that Apple comes with that's just going to like change the game and have people adopt or, or move over to them divorce Spotify and move over to them and I don't foresee that happening in in, in the next year I uh, think whatever Apple does that's innovative I think Spotify is right there well, okay so. I agree um, the last question I had when this was uh, what, I, what, um, where's the, uh, brand integration in terms of beat into Apple Music? Is beats, is beats disappear? I mean, is it Apple Music? It's beats po- powered by beats. I mean, how are they, how are they presenting that? Do you see that? Cause I feel like, I feel like Apple Music is just absorbed. I mean, uh, beats music is just absorbed or what? I think, I think a lot of it is being cannibalized. I think the absorption tactic is, is, is smart. Um, I think, I think that's definitely what's gonna happen. I think the, the beats moniker obviously is what's, what makes the brand awesome. The Headphones and other 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 byproducts of that, but I think obviously to to put it into full stream full stream mode with the Apple brand is more beneficial, and I think that's the move that they're going to do marketing wise. So Beats so. music as we know it is dead. 
Beats I, music I is not Apple. Music. I wouldn't go on record and say that, but I would say it's. I mean, it's definitely being repackaged as Apple Music. So, right. Yeah. I okay. guess in a way it is. But it's the branding on yeah. it. Like it's, it's okay. Doesn't care. Okay. So with Apple Music, one of the things that Apple Music did as well with this big announcement is they're offering something called a family plan. Um, which yeah. which is actually very very interesting because you know the, you know it, it basically instead of having nine ninety nine uh, for uh, per user right it's offering you fourteen ninety nine up to six people in your household can can use it and, th- and this, I don't know, how, the, I don't know, how's that work well, exactly? this is this is something that they they actually took from Beats Music this is what was part of the infrastructure of Beats Music right. so. I think this is one of the key the key strokes that they're they're taking from Beats and, and applying it to Apple Music. And you're asking, how does it work? What do you mean, like? Well, I mean, how do you like how do you monitor that? Like, how do you know what's in your? Does my family include? I mean, it's the same thing. With your my apps. family include like you, Lola, and 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 Alexis. Whoever. Same thing with okay. your apps. Like, you could share your apps on your phone even now. Like, you could you yeah. could buy an app and share it with with five people. And you can, I, yeah, you can do that right now. I know that. Yeah, so it's the same. It's the same principle. So if you bought, like, if you bought, I don't know, you bought a game on on out of the, out of the, out, of, out of the iTunes store, or whatever, out of the App Store. Yeah. And you're like Akili, you should play this game. I don't have to pay for it. But you really? you only do that with five people, I believe. So it's the same principle. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, give me some games in. Hey, just slide me some apps. Slide me some apps, my, my, my G. I, I know uh, Alexis can't slide me no apps because she's still messing with that Android. Galaxy Android mess. Oh, stop. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, but I, I mean, I, to, to this point, like, I think it's a smart move because I think Apple's reading the, reading the landscape. People already share their passwords with HBO Go or Netflix or Hulu. So they're like thinking, like, that's kind of like the culture. That's a precedent. So right. why not, you know, make that a, a selling factor? Make that kind of like our, our big sell, diff, diff, differentiator from Spotify. Sure. And what's what's crazy that Spotify is like, hey, we'll do the same thing. Right. So kill it. Don't okay. Worry. Yeah. So that, that 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 helps a lot. Okay. So uh, and then also the other thing that you know that uh, one of the things that kind of was, was came up in the Daily Beast is uh, the latest beef, the the latest the latest beef, uh, Jay Z versus Drake in uh, title versus Apple Music. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I did not like the way that uh, the Dilly Beast wrote this. It's kind of, kind of funny. I know it's tongue in cheek and funny. You know, of like, course, you know, uh, you know, Jay Z announces title and then Drake claps back with Apple Music. <laughs> I don't know if he clapped back, but now tell me, look at Drake. Drake looks like somebody's daddy. Like with the with the with the vintage like somebody's like anyway uh, yeah he's got the vintage apple apple uh, jacket I don't know hey man I'm gonna reserve all my comments on Drake I'm 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 on the downside of the Drake revolution right now I just now. think this story is interesting I mean I don't know I, I don't know I don't don't know what to make of it quite yet being that Jay Z came to Drake and was like yo rock with me man we about to do this title thing sign up you know roll with me I got you know I got all these other people I want you to be a part of it and Drake was like, like yeah Donna. okay cool and then nah, I'm not I'm Good. He pieces out, and then he signed. He inks this deal with Apple. I mean, I mean, I get it. Obviously, he's about his bread, he's about his money. But it's like, yo, you stick with the artist. Stick with the artist. Stick with stick with your, your peoples. You know what I'm saying? Even though, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of hard to argue because you have Dre on one side, you have Jay Z on one side. So yeah. it's like, who 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 do you give your allegiance to? And so, I mean, Dre Z. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> Doctor Drake, Doctor Drake <laughs> Z. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I I I mean. Look, dollar dollars got him over there. So he, he's got the cool vintage Apple jacket. So oh, man, he's, sure so, he's just so corny to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. He is super corny. Alexis, are you into Drake? Like all, like all other women nope. your age? Nope. Honey no? bunches and nope. Thank no. You. Thank you. All right. Wow. That's 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 refreshing. That's very refreshing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that happened. 
However, um, yo, you, I mean, we can't skip we can't skip the fact that yo, I mean, Apple and a hip hop artist that's pretty pretty innovative though. I mean, what's your take on that? Like, we we always see the U2s of the world, but now you're seeing you're seeing someone from the hip hop community being represented in technology on front stage. That's big. Well, ironically, this isn't the first time that this happened. If you recall, okay, give me the history. A, there's a very famous uh, <laughs> keynote uh, done by by Steve Jobs where. Uh, during the launch of uh, the, I- the iTunes Store, the Apple Store, on the on the big screen, say Hammer. No, okay. <laughs> he brought out Hammer. And he uh-huh. Hammer was <laughs> actually I love Hammer, but uh, no, he, he, was do- he brought Dr. Dre ironically. Okay, Dre, but he's on the screen, and Dre was talking about how like you know this is going to revolutionize, and this is the way you know you should buy music, and this is going to revolutionize music. It's a difference. There's a very but the whole idea of like Steve Jobs again foreshadowing right. Steve Jobs bringing out Dr. Dre. Years later, and then of course, years later, Dr. Dre partners with you know, Apple. Of course, but and so I don't know. That, but to patch that torch to Drake, yeah. I don't know. Dr. Dre is not. I mean, he's an artist, but he's not really an artist. Like he's a producer, right. he's a musician. Um, I mean, he, he can MC too, but people know him for his production. Yeah. Versus Drake, like he's like he's like a mainstream artist. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I, I thought that was cool in the sense that we're seeing more representation. Sure. And what that's doing for you know. Blacks and technology sure. being on the front stage. So, sure. I mean, he had speaking role, speak, a speaking role. Yeah, he, he came out. In the presentation. Drake is very presentable. Yeah. I think it does a lot, a lot for a uh, corn too. <laughs> <laughs> The production, the production of corn. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right, let's let's move on to uh, Google's uh, <laughs> Google. <laughs> uh, the, 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 Sorry, the two most coveted demographics: the, the black folks and the corn, Man. to come together to Man. form Drake. All right, uh, the um, with so Google, the Google, the Google Cloud Blueprint Joint thing. What is this? Yeah. You know this? Yeah, I know a little bit about this. It's um, it's a software tool that they 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 have, they've built and they utilize that drives everything on Google. It's called Borg, and essentially, oh, like 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 Star Trek, like the Borg, like the <laughs> yeah, all knowing. Exactly. exactly. Oh, no. it, it's a it's a it's a it's a, a software, a bunch of algorithms that help um, com- compute tasks across the whole network. And so, what this story is about is essentially opening up this to other other coders, other programmers, essentially giving them the opportunity to tap in and to be able to develop apps and develop websites based off, off what they already have. And so Google's strategy is like, hey, we're, we're already innovating, but to really, really be more aggressive, we just need to we need to kind of like get our hands off the reins a little bit and let other people come in and innovate with us. And then we can we can we can make we can make more happen at a, at a more accelerate accelerated rate if we do that. And so I mean, their strategy is obviously competing against the Microsofts and Amazons of the world who have all this cloud computing with all the things that they're selling all the all the things that they're networked they're networking so google just wants to be more innovative and get the best minds that are out there that may not work for the company but it might have the, the intelligence and have a new way of creating something that will create the next google glass or create, create the next self-driving car who knows right right right, right. so okay well that, that, I mean, this is good, good, good for them i'm not much to say about this because i have a lot to say about this next thing um the uh you know the the Pentagon, you know, we as 
Senator John uh, Senator McCain is uh, has wrote this op-ed or talking about how should we get how do we get Silicon Valley to help the Pentagon? And I guess the the main conceit here is that you know the the the, the war the war that we face and the biggest challenge we face in in in, in global security and in, and in, and in the, the threat to America is not coming from nuclear bombs flying across from Russia or even China. It's it's the cyber it's the cyber terrorism and the cyber wars that are, and China is way way ahead of the game and you know essentially like we've always had this this divide between um the private sector and and, and the military yeah. um for for good reason um there's been a lot of the military develops you know we develop weapons and then we develop ships and we don't mm-hmm. develop all this other stuff and then sometimes we contract private companies to do that like you know Northrop or whoever or Halliburton yeah. um in the technology <laughs> side there's tons of people in Pentagon who work on this stuff, but they're the real innovators are obviously all over Silicon Valley and Google and Facebook and all those other folks, yeah. and they don't work for the Pentagon, no, and it's a don't. very big, giant divide. So, whereas in China, they all the best hackers work for the government. It's all one big unit. Yeah. It is the Borg, you know. <laughs> it is one big hive mentality over there. So, uh, all the best, all the best hackers and all the best science science are were with the government inherently. Right. So the question is, how do we get that probably bridge that gap between the private sector and the military. Now, I understand what this is saying, like, from a philosophical standpoint. Like, hey, you guys are smart. We're smart. We need your help. Let's figure out a way to get you guys developing for us or vice versa. Yeah. What I don't like about this is it kind of it feels like a Trojan horse, not to get political here, to that sort of age-old Republican thing about deregulation and private sector, mm-hmm. about privatizing everything, mm-hmm. like sort of how... The government is inefficient at doing X, Y, Z. Therefore, we need the private companies to do that. This is why you have Halliburton building everything, so Blackwater, you know, (laughs) becoming a a, a larger army than some other countries as the private companies. We have all these different things happening. So the question is, maybe you know, is I mean, I feel like there's got to be a way to either open that up in, 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 for some sort of government program that allows for those innovators to, 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 to be developed. I mean, I mean that's... But that's, I don't want to see it farmed off to Google, because then you can... Then what's next? You're farming other stuff off to Halliburton. Then you're course. farming other stuff off to jail. We're doing that now, privatizing yeah. jails, privatizing everything else. So I don't know. It's, 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 just, it's just... There's some things I feel like that the government should control and regulate. I mean, uh, what, what do you, you, you say on all I this? I mean, I, I have two, two short takes. I threw, out, threw out a lot there, but that's... I mean, I, I think that, well, well, one, you say not to get political, but it is political. Like, whoever has the the the, the biggest, the baddest military, you know, make, makes all the plays in the world. You know, they're the best at the, at the, at the card table. Right. So I think, I mean, that's been America's leverage for, for decades. Like, because of their military power and prowess, they're able to, you know, dictate what happens in the world, world right. affairs. And so, yeah, when you talk about cyber terrorism and, and how all the systems are now linked up because of O's and ones and how so, someone from a random place can come over there and disrupt a, like a major system. Like that, that's huge. So I feel that, I feel that one, um, I think America has obviously, uh, derailed itself by not putting, investing money into our school system, into our children. Like we talk about STEM programs all the time, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Like yep. it's not promoted. Like we, we're like what number 40 or, or we're like way behind in terms terms of the world race in terms of students excelling in mathematics and yeah. science. So We're definitely on the wrong side of, of, of 35 on that one in the list. <laughs> so I think that's the first thing. Like if you want people to be intelligent and innovative and, and create the new technologies that serve and protect, then you have to invest the money into, into you know, teaching and teaching in yeah. schools. And so I think that's one thing. And then two, um, 
I don't necessarily have a problem with the recruit the recruiting of of people from the Googles and the the Facebooks of the sure. world or the people that that are privatized and are specialized. Like I think, I mean, if it's for a common good, if it's for a common purpose, which it's not. If we talk about weaponizing stuff, then I mean, it's like it's it's, it's a hard argument it's because it's like, what are you using this technology for? Is it really to benefit us? You know what I'm saying? Or is it to benefit your your own? Agendas. It's, it's, it's not dissimilar from you know. I mean, we're we're you know one of the things that right now is like the the Patriot the Patriot Act is getting sort of dismantled as right. it is, and so which which is good, I think. But uh, what's happening with that? Why that's why it's able to work is basically all of the all of our our phone companies and phone carriers are able to do all that now too. Right. I know what's worse: the government being able to read every text and listen to everything you had, or Verizon, AT and T, or Facebook, and Sprint being able to read everything and do everything you do, or Facebook, or Google. So, or Google. But the point, I guess, the point is that um, this, pri- this 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 sort of like deregulation, privatization thing. I, th- I think that what, what I'm coming from is if you're going to bring those people in from Silicon Valley, it's not just like contract this out, handle this for us. I feel like there has to be some sort of, you have to bring them in the tent of to the, of the government. Like, there has to be some sort of regulation. Of course. Um, and I think that's what the debate is. And I think the, the regulation part, the, right, yeah, the R&D aspect of the research and development aspect of it, like we, we talk on the show a lot about Moore's Law where it takes about a year and a half for the, the new processors to be faster, smaller, cheaper. Right. And so when you talk about new technologies, you talk about innovating on a government level, like, yo, they're not moving at that 18-month pace. They're right. moving at a at a, a decade pace. Right. So, like, by the time they adopt something and, and, and invested it throughout throughout the nation, like, it's old. It's really so, old. Like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> so, like, how do, you, how, do, how do you how do you go against that? You know what I'm saying? How do you how do you work against that? Like, because technology is changing literally every year and a half. Yeah. Like, how do you how do you integrate it? You know, in the in the government and in, in government, or how do you institutionalize? We talk about all the time that Moore's law presents a very interesting, very interesting problem of the technology curve always being ahead of the legal curve and the you know and and anything like it takes you know technology is moving way faster than than uh, you know military government regulation and laws can catch up. So it'll be interesting to find out. But it's it's an ongoing debate. We'll see what happens. Um, it's just something definitely to bring up. Um, yeah, man. Speaking of STEM, speaking of uh, you know. Uh, Science, technology, engineering, math. Uh, the Bay Bridge, uh, the, the bridge that you and I have gone over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. Holy smokes, man! Uh, there, you know, and it, we, it's recently been sort of redone. It's been it's been redone. A beautiful new, uh, you know, suspended uh, version of it on the on the on the East Bay side. Um, Town. Shout out to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Warriors. Uh, and but apparently there's some problem with this brand new bridge in that like it's got some corroded steel stuff happening, which is a problem for a lot of reasons. Mainly because yeah, it's a, a problem. Uh, a the you know, famously the Bay Bridge. Uh, bless you. Famously the Bay Bridge collapsed in 1989. Yeah. Uh, which you know the, the the plates came through and the cars Man. went through and that Ooh. was like crazy during the day night earthquake. Um, and really, more importantly, like you know, the Bay Bridge connects two giant fault lines, essentially. Yeah. So, like, if God forbid that San Andreas junk starts, what happening? Man, we the Bay need, Bridge we gonna need the down. rock. We gonna need the rock. The rock and the helicopters <laughs> come, come, come repelling we in. We gonna need them. <laughs> so, I like. I, I just was really. 
I, I gotta admit, I, every time I draw the Bay Bridge, I'm a little scared. I have a flashback to '89. I'm a little scared, especially on the bottom, because I'm like, well, if it pops out. But it out, looks so nice, though. I'm falling, but the top, I feel like, okay, well, at least I'll fall down to the to the, the second level. But when they rebuilt this, I was, I felt like safe. I'm like, ah, oh, brand you new bridge. Even, yo, when you drive across this joint, you don't even feel like a bridge because it's so oh, yeah. wide and expensive. Yeah, I'm like, like, you feel like you're just on the freeway. I'm like, this is perfect. And now it's just corroding. Like, what's wrong with your people? Are they gonna fix it? Akili, tell well, me. Well, well, the thing, the thing is, like, they they knew about this problem when they completed it. Before they completed it, they knew it was a problem, but they figured that they could fix it over time, and they would invest money into it and you know innovate over time. However, hey, earthquake could happen tomorrow. And like, while you're still trying to fix it and figure it out, like, yo, that could be, that could be the destruction of uh, number one. I mean, the lot, the, the people in their lives who are driving on the bridge, but also like the lifeline of, of San Francisco because yeah. all the stuff that's being imported and trans, rather transported into the city because of the bridge system. Like, yo, that city's gonna be in danger. Like, yeah. like, how are people gonna eat and get water and stuff? So, yeah. I feel like. Man, this, I feel it's a huge problem. Like it's a huge infrastructure problem. To, to Alexis's point, like what, what, what's being done? You know, yeah. I mean, done. what's being done? They're testing. They're testing the different steel, and they're, they're taking bits and pieces off the bridge, and like doing these type of tests where they bend the metal and see what 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 aspect of the metal was is broken or 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 not feasible for the structure. And then and then once they test it, they have to like obviously rebuild rebuild that part of it. So they're doing it piece by piece. Man, so, that's so, gonna look, take forever. Looks like I have to. Drive around down to the San Mateo Bridge. Yep. <laughs> or, or just come up on the one on one. Nah, you just gotta get the Uber Chopper. Uber <laughs> Chopper? Yeah, they, you don't know about that? No. They got the Uber Chopper, Dot. Is that real? It's real. Oh, I thought you were messing I'm, I'm around. In San Francisco only? They have it in LA and, and San Francisco and New York. Ooh. Uber Chopper. When I when I'm my Uber app, I do not see a little helicopter. <laughs> you, ain't, you, ain't, you ain't got that that's that status, bro. I, I, need, I need the helicopter icon. I'm they, late and shit. They, like, they got, I need the helicopter it, icon to pop it. up. It's, oh, it's my pretty word. pricey, though. Well, I yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's slightly more than the dollar uh, forty three, whatever it was called. Okay, well, well, hold, we'll keep an eye on this. But man, I, I don't know that I'll be on that bridge anytime soon. So I'm not to say. Uh, speaking of again, science, math, engineering, and technology, uh, super innovator, uh, superstar um, James Cameron. James Cameron uh, is doing some more innovating again. Uh, with these new sort of open source solar arrays things, so like a, this, this is like uh, sun f- flower yeah. power producing things, and like look, it's dope, my G. It's very dope. I'm not mad at James Cameron at all. People get mad yeah. at him for like his arrogance and whatever else, but you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I've been Team James Cameron since Terminator One, Terminator yeah, Two, yeah. Aliens. I mean, he, he holds the records. He, he's in the record books, and yeah. not just that. Like he's like halfway a scientist exploring yeah. the ocean, like, well, like doing you know, crazy he, shit. All the innovations he's made in tech and movies have been fantastic. The way yeah. he's implemented, you know, the, the, this, this tech and movies and, and the movies like Aliens and Terminator Two and, and then the Abyss, yeah. uh, and Avatar, then, and then obviously yeah. Avatar, uh, and then his innovations he made. And then Titanic and other stuff, and the dude is a killer. Uh, but all the stuff he's done with it, with his building that sub and building those rigs and yeah. building all those underwater apparatuses to go explore, like he's Man. built so, like he's built stuff, yeah. uh, and including even like all the stuff that he's built for um, all the complete technology they've built out for Avatar. My friend Nate works on worked on Avatar and. 
they talked about him. every day they're building new camera rigs, building mm-hmm. new software, building new things. Everything that they did in Avatar, they, was original. they yeah. had to build yeah. to make that all those camera rigs. And now they're still using to this day yeah. all that technology. And he's actually in there shooting stuff. I mean, he, so now he's, he's building he's, solar. He's been that guy since when he was rocking with George Lucas. He's always, yeah. he's always been he's always been like the, the the practitioner. He's always been the hands-on guy. Always been the guy that's going to mess with stuff and like figure out how to do something different. Like that's been him since the early early times of his career. So and this guy's approaching a billionaire status as a director. Like, that's crazy. That's like Spielberg war. I mean, well, Spielberg. He's definitely on that level. But I'm just talking about just like not even like as a producer, da, 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 writer, as a like, director. As that's a, it. I, yeah, other, one lane. I, yeah, one exactly. Yeah. I've got other. Uh, I'm diversified. I, I, I bought into Google. No, he's directing movies director. and making yeah. that much money. I mean, like the, the two highest grossing movies is him. Of all time or him. Avatar, Titanic. Yeah, good night. So, good night. That's, so yeah. that's already like three billion. So it's good to know that in his spare time, you know, aside from like, you know, hugging up on, 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 on his sunflower. Uh, <laughs> he's, 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 he's innovating, uh, this thing. So that we should just say that, um, you know, uh, Muse is, 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 is a company founded by his wife, uh, Susie Armis, or Susie Armis Cameron, and her sister, Rebecca Armis. Uh, you know, uh, it, it basically, these the sunflowers could help schools, um, oh, yeah. You know, they can offset schools' energy by 75 to 90 percent. Um, they're also tied into the digital display, so, so, so the students can actually see and learn what, what's happening. Absolutely. It's really, really dope, and I hope it takes off, and I'm not, I got no I mad. Mean, well, it's not, no, not, not going to take off quite yet, because he, you know, he's still trying to find a patent for it, or get a patent for it. And sure. So, once that process happens, then he could, you know, he could, he could sell it off and do yeah. what he got to do, but... He's the king of the world. Hey, he's the king of the world. I'm not mad at him. I got my own sunflower though. It's cool. Oh, uh, do you really build one up with yeah, the, yeah, yeah. solar like, powered as well on your watch? Like he's <laughs> lifting it up. <laughs> um. Well. Whoa! I just got lost. What's next? What's next, Alexis? What? What? What do you got? Acon. Acon. Oh, Acon. We talked. Yeah, we talked about Acon. Y'all was clowning me. Why are you going hard for Acon? <laughs> because Acon's smart. That's why. Y'all sleep. Y'all sleep. I, I, I was clowning you. I'm not, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm really. I'm doing. I'm doing a 180 on my take on Acon in terms of at, in, in terms of his uh, philanthropic. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I don't know, um, come on, dog. <laughs> I mean, he still can only sing a hook. Man, but, no, no, huh? no. I'm not gonna let you disrespect him like that. Very uh, Akon's got tracks. Man, he could produce, he could write. Right. Man, he got it all, dog. And not just that, like, he's savvy enough to, to wanna bring his skills Ayo. and talents back to the continent of Africa. And I think, I applaud that. We talk about we GMT talk about this, yes. and, and black and brown perspective. Sure. Like, this sure. is a huge perspective, right? Because, I mean, think about solar, we talked about the solar energy, like, Half of half of most of Africa has sunlight for 320 plus days out of the year. Yeah, why aren't we not harnessing this energy? Because this energy is going to help produce electricity. That's going to help give us more internet, more devices. That's going to help help provide a technology boom on the continent of Africa. Right. And he's he's leading the way. Like okay. we talk about China being an innovator. Like, right. dude, look at the various countries in Africa that are going to be killing the game because they have the infrastructure to be able to do this, and they have they have a natural resource that's going to provide that for them. Yeah. I, I look. I'm still riding with T Pain. I'm still riding. I'm still riding with T Pain. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna I'm get not, a business with Akon. Dog. <laughs> I'm getting a business with Nate Dog. Nate Dog passed away. I can't say Nate Dog. Uh, Nate Dog T Pain. Who else is the hook singer? 
That's it. Anyway, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm just kidding. I, I do like Akon. I'm, I do applaud him very it's much. Cool. So. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. Um, <laughs> before we get to Tomorrowland and get some movie reviews, I do want to tell you guys about um, something that I'm super excited about um, that we will let you guys know out there about that you guys can apply to something called Dance Battle America. It's ABC's newest competition special, a la uh, Dancing with the Stars, some of these other dance competition things. What makes this one very cool is this is sort of like a conceived and um, by our own AfterBuzz founder and friend and host Maria Menounos and Juliana Hoff um, from Dancing with the Stars. They're they're good friends. Um, the show is called Dance Battle America. It's coming. As you guys may or may not know, if you guys watch, uh, follow Maria, follow her social media. Like her last couple of years, her and Juliana, um, Juliana, because I'm Juliana, Julianne um, have done these like sort of dance battle things. You know, which which have really been great um, and really funny. And they kind of been take they've been taking off, and people like Kate Hudson and Amber Riley have been, been joining as well. Uh, kind of like Jimmy Fallon's lip sync thing, but 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 a dance off is actually a little better. Um, so now. It's gotten so big that they're they're bringing the challenge to everyone in America to sort of ba- to to ballot out and get a chance yeah, to fly out to Los Angeles. You don't want no problems. You don't want no problems, G. Yo, I mean, I, I will say this. No I, t- I told this story last night, but uh, got moves, G. I, I did. I did. Uh, Julianne's bro- Julianne's uh, brother Derek Hoff, who's also a fantastic dancer. I did t- challenge him to a dance off at Maria's uh, pool, Maria's birthday party a couple years ago. And I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about me, bro. I'm not gonna say Catch who fade, won. Homie. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that it only lasted 15 seconds. You, yo, you only lasted 15 seconds. But <laughs> let's just say that 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 I didn't win. Uh, anyway, so no, it's, it's, it's really it's really great. So the, so the thing is, I mean, it's straight. You guys, you guys can actually, uh, you know, be a part of this. You guys can send your dance moves and come and maybe be a part to get an opportunity to come compete on this show. It's an opportunity right, of a chappy. lifetime. Uh, <laughs> chappy. Here's your, you know, if you want to check it out, you should go to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com. That's dancebattleamericacasting.com for more information on how to submit your video. Uh, don't forget to post it on social media using the hashtag dancebattleabc. Hashtag dancebattleabc. It's going to be fun. Maria, Julianne, me. Check it out. That's all I got. You don't want no problems. Nah, dog, you don't want the fade, bro. I got moves from 1995 that you don't even yeah, know about. Your moves are that old. <laughs> you don't even know about these moves from 1995. All right, so moving on. Uh, Alexis, uh, let's, let's talk about Tomorrowland because you're wondering if you should see it. Do you guys care about it? I care because I want to know if it's even good. Um, <clears throat> there you go. That's a tricky question. I love this movie. Um, for a lot of reasons, I also understand why that it's gotten as 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 much criticism as as it has. Um, the movie is very 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 cool. It does it does a very good job of sort of uh, idealizing this sort of old new future. So that that future you see in like the World Fair in the sixties, the future that was sort of uh, exhibited in 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 actual Tomorrowland in nineteen fifty five, as you can see with. Um, George Clooney's Electrolux jetpack that he made from from a, from the Electrolux stuff. It's very very cool and retro in that way, that retro future. At the same time, um, and it's very hopeful and it's very much about like uh, optimism and hope, being able to generate enough, um, uh, uh, being be able to help hopefully save the world and encourage people to 
do things to innovate with science and math and technology only by being hopeful and being optimistic and not being pessimistic and, cyn- and, and cynical. Tomorrow um, will bring. It does have a, a beautiful message of like you can sit by and say complain and, th- and say like things are bad anyway, so why, let them be bad. Or you can do something about them. Or you can say things are good. Yeah. And so all that being said, I, I love the message. The movie itself has a lot of sort of pacing problems, um, but I loved looking at it. I loved uh, the, the 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 two kid actors actresses actors. I love the the kid who plays a young George Clooney, and I love the old George Clooney. I like looking at this movie a lot, and I feel like, last thing I'll say is, Brad Bird directed it. Um, I'm not the first person to say this, but it feels very much like you know, it, it, it might have worked at better as a Pixar film, because it has, I mean, it, it, it feels like it, it has more animated film beats than it does um, you know, uh, uh, live action beats and thinking about that more and thinking about Brad Bird. I mean, he did a great job with Mission Impossible, but I think about him with The Incredibles and Iron Giant. I think maybe this should have been or could have been an animated movie, but I liked it. It's a big product placement. Look, there's Space Mountain. Like, so it's right there. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so am I, is that a ringing endorsement, Alexis? Or are you still like Snoozeville? No, no, no. Um, I'm, I'm just. I guess because a, a lot of people have been telling me that it's like, oh, it's not what everyone expected. Eh, it's okay. The graphics are amazing. It's visually fantastic. But like, I guess writing and acting, it's kind of. Eh, so Ooh. it's. But I've also heard that people really love it and they love uh, everything about it. They love George Clooney and her. It's. It's been a toss-up. So yeah, I, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that argument that they love yeah. it because of George, obviously. And the, I mean, the stuff that I've seen in terms of the the, the trailer, that looks fresh to me. It looks really dope. Yeah, I don't um, know. yeah, I, I definitely want to go see it. So shout out to my friend Nate who also worked on this as well as Avatar. Um, I, but I, I will say that uh, it, the bad news is. Uh-oh. It is a yeah, gigantic write-off for Disney. Really? Right down, right it's down. Taking, I should say, a hundred and forty million dollar loss for yeah. for uh, for Disney. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not quite as bad as what Disney lost on the Lone Ranger. Yeah, but, that was pretty. That was pretty you know, terrible. but this is pretty bad. And I don't know. This is. I don't know if this is going to be bad for Brad Bird. It's certainly not going to be bad Ooh. for Clooney. No. Um But. But I, I, mean, want, I, I mean, I can't think of a movie that Clooney's tanked on, to be honest. Yeah, same here. But this movie like, wasn't really a Clooney movie, right? He was in he was in a sort of a, a Disney machine. It was almost like this is a fully blown Disney machine. We're gonna plug him in the middle of it. Okay. It wasn't he wasn't okay. asked to really carry it. I he, think. he wasn't. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. Well, but, yeah, I mean. I, I think Disney's still still sitting well because of their Avengers success. Yep. So even if this does tank, and then but they're, they're still sitting sweet. So yeah, and then with Ant Man coming out as well, right. and all the other Marvel movies, their lineup, they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean the movie costs 180 million dollars to make, and then of course Jeez. another 150 million dollars to market it, which people don't realize that. You make a movie for under eighty million dollars. You got to spend at least that, whatever you, the budget is. You have to spend at least that to market it. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then, so it's not just on the hundred eighty million dollars. It's always also the marketing. So uh, that's all money spent. I think that's the argument too. Like you, you have you know big success with the the films that you know have have are going on sequels and and furthermore like the 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 films that are kind of like new franchises are that have these big, big budgets are like very risky risky and you look at like what was the uh, uh Jupiter Jupiter um, Jupiter ascending ascending like that one tanked Yikes. what was the one that was a few years back the Disney movie the um, Lone Ranger no another no. one another one um was it another space one yeah, it was it was, a, it was a, on a different planet 
Um, oh, John from Mars. Yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I know what That's you're talking about. Yeah, John Carter. Yeah, John, John Carter. Carter. That one yeah. was a huge. That was the biggest thing. It's yeah. two hundred million. But it's funny because I actually liked that movie though. What? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't feeling that possibly. I don't know why. I just, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I well, really didn't mind it. Probably John like, Carter? I'm not saying it's the best movie. I'm no, literally just saying that I was entertained and that was about it. Did you see okay. it in the theaters? Did I did. Okay. I, I paid I, money for that. I paid money for that garbage too. I'm yeah. still, I'm still mad about it. Trust me, I'm not going to buy the DVD. I'm not going to buy... I'm not going to sit there and tell people to watch it. I actually watched it. I was like, this is okay. That was supposed to be their Star Wars. I was supposed to be like a three... A, that was supposed to be a three-movie really? deal. Yeah, nah, three movies. No, again, it's... It's not the most terrible thing I've ever seen because I've seen terrible. Ugh. But I mean, but for what it was, I was like, okay, I can see why they made this. And that, I mean, I, a lot of people I know used to uh, that actually liked Cowboys versus Aliens. It's not a Disney movie, but that's I also like, a terrible movie. I, I like Cowboys versus see? Aliens. There you go. Yeah, that was a pretty bad one too. See? I mean, I yeah. Con- conceptually, John Favreau. Okay, whatever. Cowboys maybe. versus Aliens. That title. No, no, no. That title was terrible. <laughs> so but the concept, I was like, like oh, this is gonna be loud. really cool. No, no, and then that, Harrison Ford just killed it for me. That title, like that title, decent, that decent movie. A, a little over, a little, a little. People a little hard on that movie. But the title's terrible. John Carter's terrible. Oh, Taylor so- Kitsch? No. Was not doing it. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's just interesting in the sense that it's really a crapshoot. Like, you look at the, the movie, you know, Guardian of the Galaxies, no one really knew about it, but it blew the, blew the F up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how do, yeah. you, how do you determine what the audience wants? Like, is it timing? They, is want, it, something, they want something well executed. I, but how, how, how would you know? Well, it's, a, it's a new franchise. You know what I'm saying? How do you well, know that you, tomorrow is not well executed you, until you, you go you, see it? Well, that's, this is a head scratcher because this is, you have Brad Bird who has not missed ever. You know, Iron Giant is a, was a, a great movie. God, it was so good. Um, Incredible is a great movie. Can he make the jump to live action? Mission Impossible Five, amazing movie. Mm. They're going to give him this franchise with George Clooney about Tomorrowland. A great script. I just think written that by they... David Lindelof. Like, what? Who? I would have. I would have bet three hundred million on it. Man, if uh. you told me, if you told me that on paper, if I was still exact, I'm like, let's spend three hundred. You know, but are you, you're wrong. I, I, yeah. are, are they basing it off? Of, I mean, because it obviously releases internationally first, so are they basing mm-hmm. it off of those sales? Like, if it tanks internationally, they're like, well, it's probably going to tank here. It's, no, uh, I, mean, I don't it's, think so. It's, it's tanking here, and also like the you know, the China, China, who's usually like China's a bit, usually like eats up everything America yeah. has. Yeah, they're like, it good. tanked in China. That's and China has a billion gazillion people. It tanked in China <laughs> mainly because it's, they they say it's this other Japanese movie uh, anime called Stand, Stand by Me, Doramon, which is oh, a big yeah. huge. Right. Japanese anime hit. I forgot about that. Like I like that one. Triple the numbers that yeah. Tomorrowland did. Yeah, like it, it's a bit I just, I think it's just, it was such a large concept that I feel like they wanted to do all of these things all in this one movie. And so, I mean, again, I haven't seen it. I just, that's what it sounded like. It, I couldn't tell from the first trailer. That's what hooked me. I'm like, I'm going to see yeah, it. Right, but at right. the same time, I feel like they were doing too much. And so to execute all of this information of what this land is and how she got there and why she's connected. And yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. I'll tell you what, there's not enough of Tomorrowland in Tomorrowland. Land. That's the problem. Yeah. Like when you go to see it, there's literally there's only it's I mean, rushed. There's only about ten minutes of tomorrow. Spoiler alert. There's about ten minutes of Tomorrowland in Tomorrowland. Oh, that's terrible. You know, and then and then and then actually there's then there's there's a whole another version of Tomorrowland which I won't spoil. Mm-hmm. That that takes up the the, the 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 last half of the movie, but. That, that's, that's that's really because so because the whole movie is like you want to be kicking it in Tomorrowland, and I tell you that when you're in Tomorrowland, the shit that's happening in Tomorrowland is dope. That's the best part of the movie. Like, wow, Tomorrowland is as advertised. It's amazing in here, but you're only there for ten minutes, mm. so that's that. Moving on, Brad Pitt just made a deal uh, with Netflix, which uh, is unprecedented. He's doing a film, Plan B. 
uh, and uh, like he's like he's really the first sort of. I mean, I, mean, I don't count Kevin Spacey, but like he's the first real A lister, like supreme top cream of the top A lister to come and do a movie yeah. with with, uh, with Netflix. That's a it's just a huge deal for uh, for 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 business wise. I mean, it, yes, yeah, it speaks to the, the state of affairs of, of the television and film industry, like. I mean, I think Brad Pitt bringing bringing his his enterprise to Netflix is a huge deal. I mean, because he has a success rate that's killing the game. Like, I mean, he's got Oscar winning movies with Plan B. He has like blockbuster movies, killing movies. Like, he's innovative and creative with his storytelling. Like, yeah. he's a dope actor. Like, this is a great relationship. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying uh, Brad hasn't really missed in a while. Uh, he's 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 doing good on the acting standpoint. He's doing good. He's in. A, he's got another World War Z coming out. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm not mad at them all. Uh, Jurassic World, um, it's out today. I'm excited about it. Uh, I heard that it's not that good, right, Lexus? Oh, shut up. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so Lexus saw it last week. Uh, and just, you, you love it, right? Yes. Um, so, so far, uh, I, I don't want to impose my like giant opinion on it because I'm such a I'm biased because I am a huge huge fan of all of the movies except for maybe Lost World but like I I loved every one of them for what they were but this is the first movie that I can say that I've seen in in months maybe I can't remember the last time where I felt this way maybe Mad Max a little bit but like in general from start to finish I was fully entertained I wasn't bored at any moment in time I went through the, the, the emotions that you're supposed to feel in a, in a movie. You know, I was sad, I was happy, I was at the edge of my seat. I usually don't bite my nails ever, but I actually had, I was actually having my fingers in my mouth at one point. Like that's, that's how yeah. I felt about this movie. I thought it was, Good. it was something that, you know, entertained me. Did you see it in 3D? I did. I saw IMAX? it in IMAX and 3D. Okay, great. Um, yeah. I, I, we'll check that IMAX. Um, I want to move on to E3 very quickly yeah, yeah, because we will be there next week, mm-hmm. uh, checking some stuff out as well. Um, oh, that was the wall. I know that wall very well. Uh, <laughs> that's from last year. Um, yeah, that every year, my G. I mean, um, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not every you, year to be like get you. Get dog. your E3 game up, G. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, so I'm very excited about this year's E3. Um, uh, well, let's see any games announcements you're excited about. There's a lot of games that oh, yeah. are coming out, obviously, because it is E3. But right now we have um, the main ones that uh, are usually called out to me that um, that I know of um, uh, is Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, Bat. Batman, Arkham Knight, of course, oh, Black yeah. Ops Three, Fallout Four, Mad Max is coming out with a video game, which I think is going to be pretty, it's going to be pretty sweet. I know a lot of people are like, no, but I just, no. I think it'd be really fun. Uh, that, wait, hold on, that, that that game looks amazing. I just, I think the gameplay is what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, be the whack. gameplay I think is going to be whack. Looking at that game, if I'm just watching someone play it or watching the cutscenes, it looks yeah, amazing. It looks amazing. Um, we have uh, Resident Evil. I think it's Zero. Boo. I believe. Oh, I like Resident Evil. Um. I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, of course, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm on that one. And uh, the last one I know that you're you're pretty psyched about is Uncharted Four. Uh, yes, but I don't. But I don't play PlayStation, so I'm. Ah, uh, well, then that's too bad for you, right. isn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, missed, you missed the one. I mean, Akira, which one did you? About? Oh, Halo, Halo 5? Five. That Guardians. was the next one I was going to bring up because I have updates and things. Okay, Halo Five. <laughs> It's Hello, getting it's Hello. getting fifteen plus free maps co op and it comes with like ex you know it, it, there's so many things that are happening for ex, uh, for Halo Five Guardians like it's gonna be crazy um, have you seen the beta and stuff like that no, like the highlights I've done nothing oh my gosh I've seen nothing Walk, just looking at just the gameplay itself is crazy it right. looks so pretty yeah I I, I I really enjoyed Halo Four um I'm, the idea of having Halo Five for uh oh, there it is Halo Five Four that's me and Achilles. 
Right. Uh, <laughs> having Halo Five for uh for uh, on the Xbox One platform, I'm mm-hmm. already freaking out about it. So yeah, I'm very excited. It about just it. says, I mean, uh, the director, the design, the, the design director, uh, Kevin Franklin. Uh, he said this quote that I read in an article. Uh, I can't say too much about it, but I can tell you, it does incorporate all aspects of the Halo sandbox for the very first time ever. This was oh. always a dream of ours and all of our fans to build something like this. It's been three years of long development and an incredible amount of playtesting. We cannot wait to show this off at E3. E3, I'll be there. I mean, I just want to throw out the big news for me this week in the video yeah. game world was the Oculus Rift and the Xbox Synergy. Yeah. How they're going to stream all the Xbox games to the Oculus Rift, That's my gonna G. That's going to be crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nah, they broke that yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll see. So yep. I could play Halo with you with my Oculus Rift. That's, That's going to be crazy. really... That is crazy. I'm just expecting people to be to be having their Oculus Rift and they're playing Halo and then at one point if they're like trying to jump at something, they're going <laughs> to jump into yeah. like furniture. There's going to be a lot of uh, significant others at the crib looking at you like you're crazy. Yeah. Like, when, you're, when you're in the house, like looking around. <laughs> <laughs> the, the headphones on. <laughs> like, that's already, it's already bad enough. There's going to be a lot of furniture being broken. The headset and the front of the TV is already bad enough, but with the, with the full goggles on, that's, that's going to be crazy. Terrible. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll have a full report of E3 next week. Um, we're gonna go check it out and see what's what. Uh, also, I want to remind you guys uh, to we do the podcast one, and we're team with podcast one. Do this thirty second podcast survey read. Um, please uh, read so podcast survey. Please go to podcast one dot com. The podcast one dot com. Take a few minutes and fill out the survey. Let us know um, how you feel about podcasting in general. It's just, just beneficial to all of us. Um, Alexis Torres, where can we find you? You can find me all over the interwebs as ATORES890. You can get my full review of Jurassic World, which I am going to be seeing again uh, this or Sunday, actually, and uh, on my blogs at youtube.com slash ATORES890. And also watch me, Joe, and everybody else here at our sister network at AfterBuzzTV.com, where if you like to watch TV and you want to hear us talk about it, come on over. Buzz. Buzz you later. Hey, folks, y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Periscope at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. And I uh, appreciate always y'all tuning in. What about you, brother? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Joe K. Braswell. I'm just scoping. <laughs> I'm about to scope right now. Uh, no, uh, so, uh, yeah, Periscope, all stuff, jo- at Joe K. Braswell, and here on our sister network on AfterBuzz doing a show called Hannibal, which I love. You should check it out. And also another show called True Detective, which is coming out on June 21st. I'm also doing Sense8, the Wachowski Brothers. Oh, I want to ask you about that. Off-air. Uh, we'll talk about that off- off-air, all right. for sure. All right, cool. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood. Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.